0: My skin is black. What you look oh. My skin
1: yeah. is black. I feel what so good be to be black skin right now. Is black. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 131 of the Black in Fashion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And guess what, guys? It is the first day of Women's History Month. So, of course, I want to start Women's History Month with, of course, promoting and talking about all of our different black women entrepreneurs and all the amazing and great things that they are doing in the industry. So, today, you already know because she was on the episode a little while back. (laughs) 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 it's portia london how are you
1: hey happy to be back
0: Right, right. So this time, um, the reason why I brought her back so soon is that she is going to be one of our panel contributors for the LC Self Care Designer Retreat happening in Chicago, April twenty eighth through April thirtieth. So, um, the last episode one thirty was was Asia Carr. She's also a Chicago native, and the reason why we're going back home to Chicago is that's because that's where I'm from, and it is the three year anniversary of LC Apparel Consultants. So I'm pulling out all the big guns, and I have an amazing group of panel that's gonna come and you know talk to you pour into you give you guys you know some inspiration some motivation especially when it comes to women in the creative space and entrepreneurship so uh, Portia, do you like well, first of all should it be do you like like you're saying like porsche london or porsche london like <laughs> tell me because oh, i want to make sure i'm saying it more. right
1: no you're fine people use it interchangeably most people call me Portia because it's what they hear first okay but I only use my full name in print isn't that crazy Gotcha. my mom really. calls me Portia London when she's mad she's like in the grocery store Portia London when she's looking <laughs> for me but like other than that it's, it's it's good gotcha gotcha
0: okay so I want you to talk a little bit about your um your journey as a solopreneur preneur and how you know, switching from working, you know, those regular old nine to fives and that transition Mm -hmm. into solopreneurship has uh, shaped you and changed you?
1: Um, I feel like this is what I was born to do. I come from a lineage of entrepreneurs. I always tell people how my grandparents moved to Chicago from Louisiana. Um, in the 60s and they were able to own property in the early 70s like I think they moved here in 68 and they had a building by (laughs) 70s so like um, when my grandfather passed in 2005 he hadn't worked a regular job in like 15 years he was traveling the world with his Mm -hmm. band doing what he loved to do for a living and I have countless stories like that in my family so I think that this is really just me getting back to my God ordained destiny I think that Working the regular jobs, I was able to learn about leadership. I was able to learn what to do and what not to do because we all have had those supervisors where you got to go say a quick prayer in the bathroom before you say something out of pocket. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I learned a lot about people and how to manage. And like all of the things that I've done up until this point have prepared me to be the business owner that I am now. Like I understand the importance of, you know, not just treating employees or contractors well. But um, having systems in place and, like, making sure, you know, you don't have any hiccups and everything's kind of going without a hitch. So, yeah, my journey has really just kind of been getting back to who I was always supposed to be.
0: Now, can you tell us uh, about maybe some
1: of the obstacles that you faced, like, going through this journey? Oh, my gosh. Well, we can just start with the fact that I had to work some jobs that I didn't necessarily want to do. I think... The role that probably was the most disconnected from my purpose, I worked in a corporate IT customer service (laughs) for a couple of years, which is just so far left field from everything that I do. And just, I remember being there and like, I was doing my job. I had to make like 45 or 50 calls a day or something. And girl, I would be on the phone. I would have Photoshop open. I would have Shein open. I'd be like looking for outfits to shoot on the weekend and also working on my fashion blog in between calls and taking my laptop to go edit on my lunch and so it was just like having to do what you need to do so you can get to the place of doing what you want to do some people don't ever get over that mindset like they get stuck in the redundancy of the day to day that they lose sight of their purpose Mm. and I just refuse to be one of those people. I knew I wasn't born just to sit at somebody's computer for eight, nine hours a day, five days a week. And I got two days for myself. And then Sunday I'm at church. I got to do laundry and clean. Like, that's not a life. Yeah, that's not a life. (laughs) You're absolutely right. That's not a life. life. No, thank you. Yeah, I will not I think that's probably the biggest challenge. (laughs) You know, because like you can make decent money at a nine to five. So like, that's not always, you know a necessary challenge per se like for me the challenge was always just about keeping my mental together mm. and my eyes on the prize like okay my life is so much bigger than this moment right now
0: right
1: i don't feel like getting up at 6 a.m so i can be at work at 8 a.m you know because we fashion so i'm I'm coming right. to the office slaying it every day i'm every not day. just rolling out of bed <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm getting up at six to get to work at eight like that wasn't always easy right you know I mean and not that it's always easy as an entrepreneur now because you do have to have a level of discipline and I don't think enough people talk about that we always hear about the freedom That comes with it. Yeah, we gotta talk about that discipline that
0: comes. Like, you don't really set your schedule the way you think, because you gotta let your schedule work around your clients too in service based businesses. So it's like, I don't have that. I have control over my schedule, but I still gotta be conscious when my clients are available. So I have to work my schedule around their availability a lot.
1: Yes. And then eventually you get to the point where you can delegate. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I'm in that season now where I've had to bring on people and that sounds great, but you still have to train people and you Mm -hmm. have to trust people to do the level of quality work that you know that you're going to provide. So like there's, for me, there's a little bit of anxiety with that because I have clients that I've been able to build a rapport with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to hand it off to an intern or an employee and trust them to do the same level of work, like, there's anxiety with that, at least for me, girl, and and just choosing the right people, <laughs> right. right? When I'm interviewing people, I spoke at, we have an Illinois media school here, and I spoke with them maybe a couple weeks ago, and I was so blessed, <laughs> girl, I was so blessed mm-hmm. um, because they, I had 11 people, 11 is my favorite number, by the way, so mm-hmm. I was blown away by that, but I had 11 people sign up to do an internship with me, and I had initially went in thinking I might get two. Gotcha. And so one of the guys working there, he's like, yeah, we normally get like four or five people that might sign up. And I was like, four or five? And I got 11? Like having to choose between 11 people who've said yes to you already. Mm-hmm. That's what's <laughs> Like, good. that's hard. How do I find the right person? How do I know that what you're telling me is what you're actually going to deliver? Right. Like, you got to put them know, on trial. The-
0: like, yeah, like, for me, and I, you know what's crazy? I was where you are about three years ago around this mm-hmm. time as far as like hiring my first interns and hiring my first employees. And honestly, I was so ecstatic. And I would say that, um, this is the time where you need to get your boundaries completely in order and operations completely in order because yes. when it started out, I can honestly say that it seemed very great. And I went and my moved really fast in March of 20. I'm just going to say it, three years. This is literally the same time in March, 2020, I hired my first two interns, and by July, I had five employees, and by August, I had twelve. So uh-huh. mine went really, really fast. But what I yeah. find that is when I kind of let go to trust, they almost ran my business into the ground. Mm. yeah, and that's the like and I had to and, and I'm still recovering from that, so when you like that's what I'm saying, and those are the two things like the biggest pieces of advice that I can give. When it comes to it, I didn't have, you know, like standard operating procedures in place. I didn't have like HR stuff in place when it came to interns. I didn't. And I also, I trusted too fast. Whereas like Mm -hmm. that training and that development and stuff like that, that takes time, you know. And I originally, you know, originally I was on it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But then I was told that I was being, that I was micromanaging and that the clients would never trust them. If I was inside of everything, if I wanted to be in every project, if I wanted to be on every email, so to back off. And I backed off, and once I backed off, my, I almost, in my opinion, I almost lost my company because I started the following year oh, in the negative almost negative $60,000. So and that was what? a lot of things. yes gun. Yes. And that comes from employees not doing what they were supposed to do. That comes from productivity. That comes from misinformation from employees. So I literally had to go back and downsize and come down to now I have a solid team of 5. Um and I didn't okay. and I have the same amount of clients I always had, but me rushing thinking that I need more people is where I messed up and not focusing on training, development, standard SOPs is where I'm, I messed up at. So I want to make sure I share that with you because you're in that place. That is the number one yeah. thing. And people that you never think will, do, you know, do you wrong and people you stick your neck out for, honey, I'm here to tell you, you I never would have thought it. First intern, turn employee, turn everything like I had mm. the same experience. So That's I wanna crazy. avoid you from having that experience. Vet them, <laughs> yeah. vet them, and vet them and have a training day once a week. And ha and checking yep. do quizzes, mm-hmm. like making sure everybody up to date on what's going what's going on, what client doing this, but you know, keep that momentum up. That's the you know biggest piece of advice that I can give.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I started like, hiring um people well, I was like, I started hiring interns a couple of years ago, but wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. And I hired, like, my first person to really, like, work with me, work with me last mm-hmm. year. And I had her working with me on a social media account. Mm-hmm. And it was more digital marketing because we were doing web and everything. But gotcha. and she was always complaining, oh, I don't have content for this. I don't have, you know, like, it was just always a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, granted, the client was having their own issues as well. But then she quit. And, oh, my goodness, I was just like, what am I going to do without her? This has already been a stressful account mm-hmm. with her help. So, like, I had to replace her. And it's been so much easier now. Yeah. Like, sometimes God will redirect. And, like, she's still, exactly. like, really dope. I still have communication with her. She's great at what she does, but wasn't necessarily a good fit for this position. Exactly. And for the person that I'm working with now, like, she keeps me accountable. Like, she's like, okay, yeah, we did this already. Like, and I need that because I'm somebody who will over-deliver. I'm yes. so, like, sold on, like, I want you to have the best experience with me ever. Right. So, like, she's like, girl, you know, too much. Right. <laughs> right? I'm, like, I need that. <laughs> I had
0: to guess, yeah, that definitely, like, reworking and figuring out what's worked. Because just because somebody, like you said, just because somebody is a good person doesn't mean they're necessarily good for you. So, can you talk a little bit about maybe some, like, you know, from going from the, you know, hiring interns, but also... Um, like building out your team as well as like your clientele and growing your clientele. Are there certain boundaries that you need to set with clients so that you don't over deliver or so that they don't get too comfortable? Like, you know, texting and calling you at all hours of the night and on the weekend. So (laughs) do you have anything that you set in place to establish boundaries, you know, within your business?
1: Yes. I just started doing this this year. I should have did it a long time ago. Um but I have my business hours and like these are the times that you can contact me even if it's on my personal line Um, my phone goes on do not disturb a lot and a lot of times the boundaries fall on me right so it's like just because this person and I actually learned this from Asia who was on the episode before me Um, she used to do this thing called Maximize Mondays and she used to talk about this all the time and I didn't understand it at the time but she used to say your emergency is not my emergency and so like I overstep now your emergency is not my emergency
0: (laughs) your emergency is not my emergency hey now girl (laughs) let me write (laughs) that down learn
1: to adopt that mindset because even sometimes when you put boundaries in place people will still try and overstep like you tell them to email you between eight and four or nine to five five heartbeats but they will still email you at 10 p.m., 11 o'clock. Like, I've got emails at, like, 1 in the morning. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for sending it so late. It's like, you know you could have scheduled that, right? But yeah. whatever. So <laughs> I've learned that I have to take do what I can because I can't control other people. So I make it my business to turn off my notifications. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even get email notifications anymore. I check my email when I'm at my desk. I think if I need to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need
0: to do. <laughs> like, you took them off your phone completely.
1: No, they're still on my phone. I have the. But option you don't. But them. you don't I get the, the don't notification get no- though. I don't get the notification. You know what? And if I feel like checking it. I will. But I need to do that because it'll send me into a frenzy. Like, oh, this person needs this because that's again. I'm still trying to get out of that mindset myself. Like it's. Mm-hmm part of my process right now feeling like I have to jump when somebody calls me to jump but I'm just like no their emergency is not my emergency I'm entitled to this moment that I have right now even if I'm having a meal that's my moment I don't have to give my moments away to to somebody because they're paying me for a service you're still getting your service that you're paying for but that doesn't mean you get like entitlement to my entire life I actually did a reel at the beginning of the year I took this audio from That's So Raven, because that used to be my show, (laughs) where her boss was taking over her life. And she was like, I didn't know this meant all day, all week. And I'm just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that
0: anymore. Right. Girl. I can, I'm still stuck on your emergency is not my emergency, grub. I ain't about to, if I ain't, when I tell you, and Asia is, you know, and that's an, I, we, we had an episode on me and Asia. We had to catch up because me and Asia, we went to Columbia college together. Um, we graduated <laughs> together. We started an organization together. We did a collection together after college. Like that's my girl. And we haven't caught up in so long. And when, I was talking to her and I'm like, ooh, all I can think of in my head is like, this retreat is gonna be fabulous. I'm like,
1: it
0: <laughs> is. I'll it is. Like, think of my head, I'm like, between like the, and I feel like I was very strategic and like who I chose like for the panel. And I'm like, yeah, we and gonna talk so about honored. work, but we not gonna necessarily talk about work, baby. We gonna talk about, you know, Entrepreneurship, boundaries, stuff like that. I'm like, this is all gonna make sense. And I want Asia to specifically, I want her to specifically talk about like prayer in hers too, like and relying on prayer and, Ooh, you know, can yes. We talk about that? Yeah, so Asia that? is going, yes, yeah, like she, that's what she's going in on, on the panel or whatever. Like, I'm literally gonna, that's gonna be one of the questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, like, what do you, like, how do you start your
1: day? You know, and that was I one of the things that we talked about. Prayer. How do you start your day? Right, with <laughs> prayer before you look at your phone, right? Before, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a morning person. So I started my day very slow. Like that is definitely like my time to myself. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up, it's still dark outside. And I have the LED lights behind my TV and it lights up like the room just enough for me to like work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I turn on my fireplace. I put on some soaking music, I make myself either a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and I take my time. And if something starts to make my heartbeat increase, I'm like, okay, Lord, I need you to intervene right now, because I know it is not your will for me to be anxious, your words says to be anxious for nothing, and I'm not taking on anxiety. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to resolve the situation? And I t- what I tell you, my days go so much smoother, just like including him in my processes, and just hearing that. You know, like folk and music, it really does put me in like a different mindset because as an entrepreneur, like you're the boss. You don't get to always take a break and everything falls on you. Like you said, if an employee or intern makes a mistake, they're still coming to you. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, my intern didn't do this right because you hired them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You ain't never lied, girl.
0: And, and I'm not about to be stressed. Right. Because I, I just feel like, you know, especially in a service-based business or whatever, um, the things that we do and the things that you do, like, you know, brand. Is, I feel like I would say it wrong. Is it brand strategist or brand strategist?
1: <laughs> Most people say brand
0: strategist. Probably. Brand strategist. Okay. I just feel like in this space and in this creative space where you need me to develop a service for you or whatever, that we have to get in this mind state and get clear on the fact that these are business to business a lot of times, you know, yeah. um, and that this is a partnership. I do not work for you, and you do not work for me. So stop trying Ooh. to micromanage people. Stop talking to them in any type of way. There has to be a business acumen on both sides, you know. And it's like I feel like they constantly get into this role, like I'm the customer, and the customer is always right, or you know, I got to please the client. But at the end of the day, you have to also be someone that is easy to work with, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I can't have you disrupting my peace um, when I'm trying to, you know, create it, like when I'm trying to do a service for you, you know. So, girl, I have to work into my contracts. Like, if I feel abused anyway, it's, it's cut the cord and you're not getting your money back. Oh, girl, <laughs> I don't play.
1: I have a client, no, I've, I've handbook, had to learn and a contract. My contracts well. mm-hmm. I have a contract as well.
0: I have a girl, wait, so, I have both. I have a contract then I have a client handbook that they have to sign so they understand the way I work. Yep. Yeah. So they contract have- all legalities <laughs> and then go got this handbook. So you can understand how I work because I don't who know and don't care who you work with before, but this is the way we roll over here.
1: Period. Mm-hmm. I have a policy list that they have to read and sign before they even can start working with me. And like, like I was saying, like you have to protect yourself. Like we're an entity just as much as they are. And I think that lots of times in these service-based businesses, like you said, people forget that it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure all of my T's are crossed and my I's are dotted because at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, I have to be able to still provide for myself. I don't have a job. Me and one of my friends, we were just talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a job. This is my career. This is my life. It's my livelihood. Get, <laughs> yeah, my livelihood. People who try to get free services or I've had clients who are like, oh, I want to pause. No, ma'am, we have a contract. You have to give me 30 days notice. Mm. your um even if you don't want services your stuff is still auto paid on auto payment you know you what? know like I'm, I like I'm that I need to do people. that the
0: the whole 30 days thing like ain't no pause
1: <laughs> yeah people will people will try it. and I'm flexible like if you got a family crisis major thing going on I'm not a jerk <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> where I'm like well you need to pay me anyway right but if you pause in just because you want to switch it up like I had a client who was doing that a lot like every other month they wanted to try something different oh we want to try doing this what they got to do with me (laughs) get somebody else to do it
0: (laughs) get somebody else to do it i hear that
1: we got to protect ourselves out here because people will try to take advantage and i'm naturally very nice and i've had to you know develop that leadership and that a little bit of grittiness you know what I mean I think Mm -hmm. Beyonce talked about this before too where she was like you had to learn that you can't be polite you can't be nice you got to be fair people yeah you have to be fair because people will take advantage of you Mm -hmm. because I'm the queen of bubbly and happy and you know like you know that's just who I am but I had to learn like when it comes to business Sometimes you got to put that in your pocket.
0: Yeah, and you got to put your foot down and stand up for yourself too and not allow people to take advantage of it. And then they love to throw out, well, uh, I just spent so much money. Yeah, and you got the service. That's what you paid for. So, like, I hate when, I don't like when that comes out. You know, I don't know if you have experience with that, where someone always wants to comment on how much they pay, Well, yeah, just like uh-huh. you paid for, it, it's me executing it. So you bringing that up is neither here nor there. Like, I just think that that is a very, I don't know, I just don't that oh I paid this yeah and you got this for paying that you know but it's just like that's always a common thing that people want to throw in your face like oh I paid my money yeah and for your money you got a service so but just because you paid your money and I provided a service you don't own me and you don't run my business and you also (laughs) not my only client so you need to relax
1: that part now that's something I stop out the only client syndrome you ain't the only only client
0: like you need to relax like and I have in my yeah. contracts for me, I don't have, I don't do, um, I don't do timelines because we're creating a product from scratch, and that's in my contract. Cause it's like it depends on you, it depends on when you're paying, it depends on if the fitting goes right, it depends on if the fabrics we like. So it's just like I don't have a time frame in my contract because we're developing something, and yeah, I might say, hey, I'm doing fabric in this day, and I might show you a whole bunch of fabrics, and you don't like them. So then I got to go back out and look some more. And that just may not be one day. That might take me a, a few weeks to find some more stuff, you know? And same with like a fitting. Yeah. Like I might fit a garment and then you don't like the fit and you want to change the design. Then I got to go back and I got to repattern, make some stuff, refit some stuff. So it's like I don't do timelines for that reason. I might make a whole garment and then you don't like it. And then I got to go back and make the changes based off of what you don't like. So Mm -hmm. I literally, I don't do time. People get so mad about it. I'm like, but it's in the contract for day one. It says that I don't do timelines for that reason. There's too many factors. There's too many things that need to work together in order for me to have a completed product. So, oh, I'm I'm launching in three months. Okay. You, my process is the same and I have a whole bunch of clients and everybody has the same process. So you telling me you need something done in three months when I got 46 people ahead of you, girl, what? Like my, at minimum, if you want to work with me and you want to put out a line, you need to start at least a year ahead of time because you just never know.
1: Ooh, that part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people talk about that either, where it's like when you work in an industry where like it's
0: so many components. Yeah. I'm like, I can't just throw that. It's not like I'm doing like website development. Like you tell me what you want and I put it together, you know, or are you getting your hair done and you show me a picture and I do it. Like we're creating something from scratch meaning from nothing yeah. and we need raw materials we need testing we need so much different things you know but all mm-hmm. it is is Girl, i want it i want I it down mm-hmm.
1: i stopped doing graphics and websites for people i only do them for select few because it becomes so much work it's so subjective like mm-hmm. here i am spending x amount of hours doing you know this project for you just for you to be like oh you have you know so many revisions and I added that to my policies. Like, mm-hmm. you get X amount of revisions on this project because you're not about to be having me change this five times. And it's, you know, taking up my time. Like, exactly. I want people to be happy with their service. But I also can't just work myself into the ground and be unfair to myself either. So, you have, that's why I was talking about systems mm-hmm. in the beginning of like having that flow. Because, again, we have to protect ourselves as entrepreneurs because. Nobody else is looking out for us. It's nobody else's responsibility to make sure that I'm not overworked and underpaid for me. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right.
0: All right. So before we wrap up, I'll just like always in every, every podcast, with it's amused, you know, I think I did it last time. So if you're want to throw out a, a mantra, a quote, a prayer, anything like that, that just keeps you motivated. And also if you could just tell us what you're looking forward to most about the
1: designer retreat. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm looking forward to so many different things. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to meet people that I may not have met already. I'm excited to see people that I already know. I'm excited to meet you in person. Um, I think the panel's going to be lit. Um, the services, the spa services, I was just telling you guys in here because I was telling you from a one-on-one call but one of my clients just did like a in-school retreat for young girls and I was like man I wish I had something like this not even thinking about the retreat but yeah this is gonna be so good because yo beginning of the year can be hectic and I'm excited to just like have time to relax right. <laughs> you know what I mean and share hopefully share some nuggets on like you know entrepreneurship and working in fashion and branding and you know help some people as well Yes, yeah, I cool. love sharing what I've learned because if I can help the next person by saying hey do it this way or don't do it this way I'm always offering it I love that
0: did you oh wait did you get the deck did it finally come through
1: yes I did oh, okay. I loved it okay okay <laughs> I'm like did it finally come through sure. it did okay I, it did I was like oh my gosh this is so lit it's wow. gonna be amazing I'm so excited I'm like I got an outfit, but I kind of want like two more now. I need to do (laughs) some for the whole weekend. Right,
0: right. (laughs) All right. And if you just want to leave us with a a special note um, to motivate someone else.
1: Yeah. um, I, I just tweeted or tweeted and posted this on Instagram the other day, but I said that purpose doesn't have an expiration date. So you don't have to scramble. I know the world wants to make us think that if you're not making six figures by a certain age, if you're not married, if you're not doing X, Y, Z, if you haven't launched your business, that you're a failure. And if you don't do it by a certain time, it's too late. But your purpose was born with you and it doesn't go anywhere. Like you don't have to try to force a rush to try to get to something that's already a part of you. don't be afraid to take your time don't be afraid to like do your research because once you start doing it you're going to learn along the way but if you can avoid making some of the hiccups and mistakes i i say that's the safer way to go so don't feel like you have to rush your purpose because it's, it's not going anywhere you don't
0: have to rush your purpose i love
1: that it's yours for the keeping
0: yeah, I hear that. Well, thank you so much, Portia, for uh, joining us again today. Um, I'm looking forward to also meeting you in person and continue to promote this event and push it out there. Hopefully, I can get we'll get a whole bunch of creatives in there that we can pour into and teach them things, too, and we also can just, you know, relax and have a good time. <laughs>
1: yes, it's going
0: to be great. I'll see you guys there. All right, thank you so much. Let, oh, I just want to throw out your social media handles so they know how to uh, find you, and, of course, we'll put it in the show notes as well.
1: Yes, I'm Rich Homie Portia. Rich underscore
0: homie underscore Portia. Come on, Rich Homie Portia. <laughs> I love your I'm like, I love your IG name. <laughs> All thank right. you, thank you. Alright, perfect. You have a good night, love. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Bye. Right. Bye-bye.